today we're going to have some real talk about negative self-talk. The single biggest blockage, sabotage, limitation for me manifesting the dreams, my biggest, wildest dreams was this one thing. And it's about how I've been speaking to myself. And today, I'm going to share with you how to make that shift to ditch that inner critic so that you can use your self-talk to empower you, ignite you, and excite you into action so that you can manifest more of your goals. Stick with me here. Hey there, I'm Katie Joy, the Global Butterfly, and I'm your spiritual coach and manifesting mentor, helping you to create your best year yet, your best life yet by designing your life, living your dreams. And for those of you that really desire to turn your ideas into income and create a laptop lifestyle, that's something else that I'm also very magnificent at sharing how to do that too. But it all starts first with the energy of you. So that brings me to today's topic, which is all about uh, how we speak to ourselves, and specifically really identifying the negative self-talk that holds us back. So, but before I do that, I just want to take a quick moment to say thank you for being here on this channel, whether you're on my podcast or here on the YouTube channel. I want to say thank you to those of you who give me your time, energy and attention and spend that time with me here going through these opportunities to be able to make these shifts. And my goal this year is to really increase the subscribers for my podcast and my YouTube. So if this really resonates with you and you love hearing these uh, episodes, then please hit the subscribe, hit the like button and leave your comments down below. Let me know what uh, you love about it, uh, any questions you have or any other future content that you would love to hear from me. So with that said, Let's get into it. But f let me ask you a few questions, right? Do you experience a lot of negative mental chitter chatter? You know, the critical and judgmental self-talk. What about like, even if you go for a goal or you say you want to go and um, you want to create something or make a change in your life and then you negate it with you hear the little demon on the shoulder starting to tell you about, oh, why, why would you bother? You tried before, you tried and failed. You're not good. I'm not good enough. Others can do this better. What if I try and I fail? What if it's not perfect? Ah, it's exhausting, isn't it? You know, when we actually focus on a lot of that negative self-talk it hijacks our attention so we don't have that attention to be able to put on our intention of what we're creating and then you know that energy is just so all-consuming we end up not we feel contracted we don't have the energy to focus on what we're creating moving forward I don't know about you but that's how I feel if I let the negative talk sort of run its gamut in my head which it does too at times but I've become really good at identifying when it pops up and making those shifts and I want to share that with you today on how you can do that too. So here's a couple of key things though. Are you aware of how the negative self-talk impacts your ability to make the changes that you're choosing to create in your best year yet or of how it interferes with your ability to manifest? Because these are the key uh aspects that I want to help you identify today so that you can create your best year yet. 
Now, speaking of creating your best year yet, if you haven't yet uh, grabbed yourself your my a copy of my free 33-page workbook, How to Create Your Best Year Yet, uh, which is setting your intentions, clarifying your goals to create your best year yet, uh, then the link will be down below. I'll pop it up on the screen here. Make sure you go grab yourself a, a copy of that. There is an additional episode that I take you through, guiding you through these questions. So I'll link you to that down below as well. Um, so, but what's really, really uh, powerful in part of the manifestation process is recognizing that what we think about, we bring about. Bring about. And so when we have negative thoughts about ourselves um, or about our ability or about our capacity to be able to create the results that we're choosing to make changes in, then that creates self-fulfilling prophecies for us. We end up going in a downward spiral about it. We end up um, contracting. We end up avoiding, procrastinating. Um, we end up with a lot less energy, right? <laughs> and these negative self-talk patterns can be really uh, exhausting, really disruptive. And today I want to ask you, are you ready to learn or know the secret to relieve yourself of persistent negative self-talk patterns? Yes, yes. <laughs> so you probably have some awareness around some of the commonly uh, known experiences and impacts of negative self-talk on your mental um, well-being. Um, but so I won't need to cover the things like, you know, low self-esteem or increased stress and anxiety, depression, impaired relationships because it creates dysfunctionality um, or procrastination um, and fear of failure. Those are the obvious ones that are pretty common and most of us are aware of. But here are some of the things that maybe uh, like many other people uh, overlook these impacts and maybe they're available or sorry, not available. Maybe they're useful for you too. But, you know, have you considered about the physical health effects that negative self-talk can manifest um, as symptoms, physical symptoms in your body, such as headaches or muscle tension, even compromi compromised immune function. So you end up getting sick more often or you don't feel well or your energy gets low and it impacts your overall health. And let's face it, your number one asset, right? Most people think it's money or even time, but your number one asset is energy. And if your energy is contracted and it's limited, it's pretty tough to go and take action, right? <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> to be out of it or even consistent action. Um, and so uh, the physical health effects can also have um, just a, a really, it just feels heavy is, is a word that a lot of my clients um, tell me about as well. And I would use even to describe it for myself. If I recognize the patterns of negative self-talk kicking off, I feel heavy. It doesn't feel good in my body. And that's usually a bit of a key indicator for me to just take a, a little bit more in, a closer look and inquire a bit of discovery of what, it is, what is it that I'm saying to myself. Um, another overlooked impact of negative self-talk um, is it compromises and limits opportunities that are available to us. They're right there. But when we're engaged in negative self-talk, 
it what it does is it has you really um, focused on not being good enough. You don't feel like you're competent. You might feel like you're a fraud. You're afraid to be seen. You're um, you, you might be saying to yourself, "Someone else is better than me, so why I don't want don't want to do it." So you're comparing yourself. And then, um, or you might have been thinking, oh, what are they going to think about me and my body or my weight? Or are they going to judge me with my clothes? I don't have the right clothes to actually go out on a date or go for the interview. <laughs> um, or whatever it is, these, these negative self-talk patterns, what they do is they end up um, pinching us off from one, being aware of opportunities or worse, if we are aware, not saying yes to them because we self-filter ourselves we self-reject <gasps> you know here we are afraid of other people um or in personal and professional aspects rejecting us or not being accepting but we do it first <laughs> and avoid taking them up <gasps> have you actually thought about that can you think of a time when you've done that um this is an opportunity to do some reflection so that you can see huh this is where maybe i can make some shifts and you can identify where maybe some of the triggers come up for you as well um another one as well this is a big one is brain fog so cognitive impairment is a big impact from negative self and talk said negative self talk the ability you know it, it shows up with um difficulty making decisions or not sure which decision to make it shows up with um, difficulty with problem solving um, and feeling crimped or in the creative process. The creative thinking goes out the door. And that's often because we have a, a echoing, a reel, a record going on and on and on with a cascade of negative self-talk, that inner critic just firing off. And so, you know, naturally think about it if... <laughs> You're talking to your inner child in a sense with when you're doing that. So if you had a five or a six-year-old in front of you and you were speaking to that person the way that you're speaking to yourself, they would be cringing, right? They're, they're going into survival mode. They're not really going into thrive mode where they want to be creative. Um, and so that's what's happening with us when we go into that negative talk. It doesn't serve us to do that. It's pretty clear, right? Um, and the there's another impact too when we have these negative self-talk patterns that we run is that it ends up in being a self-prophecy, a self-fulfilling prophecy where we, the, what we say to ourselves, it determines what action or inaction we're going to take. It, deter it determines the decisions we're going to make and it, de it determines the behaviour, therefore. And so our outcomes are misaligned because we say we want to create the change here, but then we negatively negate that with negative self-talk. Um, actions don't match up with the change. And so we, we're out of alignment. We create sabotage or pro procrastinate. We perpetuate the negative beliefs about why we can't fulfill it or why we don't follow through or why we're not good enough. We just have all this uh, attention on this false evidence that we're using to stack up <laughs> as a mountain against ourselves and therefore we don't move forward whether it's um with weight you know or body goals and fitness you know sort of it can impact that whether it's in business or whether it's in relationships or any other area of your life that you want to create change if you are focused on negative self-talk and criticizing yourself then that's going to really pull you away or limit you from realizing the goal that you are um, 
choosing to real to manifest into your reality and and that's that brings me to the impact of goal achievement or the realization of the goals it undermines our efforts when with our ability to um, move forward in alignment with those goals to reach and say yes and to open up and receive them um, because we end up having these demoralizing conversations of negative self-talk and we reject it we don't accept it it can't dock we can't actually connect with that version of ourselves that is saying of who we need to be in order to create the result that we're choosing to manifest. We're operating with negative self-talk in a lower frequency version of ourselves, so it's not going to match. And so um, this is a really, um, you know, being aware of these impacts that are often overlooked is kind of the first step. Um, when you can identify what it is that you're, um, it's how it's costing you with the price you're paying for the constant chitter chatter and the commitment to um, consciously, mostly subconsciously um, be running these negative thought patterns, it, it really does come at a great price. And so the first step is to become aware so you can identify them and, and identify the impacts that it's having so you can choose to make that change and then choose to have the awareness around what you're saying to yourself. You know, so this might be a really good point just to pause and breathe for a second so that we can clarify what is negative self-talk. Um, and, you know, because when we're clear on that, it's going to be useful for us to be able to identify it when we go into these patterns and so really negative self-talk is the, it's the ongoing uh, conversation or the inner monologue that we are having with ourselves characterized by often pessimistic, self-critical, judgmental and defeating thoughts. Um, it involves the habit of consistently engaging in thoughts that undermine our self-worth, our ability, our capability and our potential, and it contributes to a negative perception of ourself and the world. And so we end up having this shrink factor when we're in contraction, we're not in expansion. And so that's a really good point for us to kick off here. But again, if you um, haven't yet got my 33 page workbook to get to really move through with this because it will actually help you with a seven question framework to create your best year yet and it will help you to ask some key questions and, and to answer these key questions that I guide you through that will help you identify some really great experiences that you've had, what you're grateful for, what you appreciate, what gains you've made in, the, in your last 12 months, and then looking at those challenges in a positive critical light so that you can look at, okay, here is a balanced version. I'm not just being deluded about all this negativity and, and you can re using these first two um, areas that I help you work through with this framework to create your best year yet. It, those two questions in its in themselves help you not only create the clarification for what you want to change, but to do so in a positive, enlightened, empowered, and empowered and energetic way. So it really uh, comes with a, with another episode that takes you through the guiding you through those questions, which is really useful as well. Um, so again, grab your copy of the workbook so that you can make the shift from um, negative thinking and never negative perspective through the lens of who you think you are and what you, what the world is that to make, to elevate it, make the shift in that perspective and create a new version of yourself to attract and create your best year yet. 
So what might be really useful for you right now? Would you like to hear a little story or a little experience of how I have even recently shifted some negative self-talk? By the way, negative self-talk never just disappears. You're not going to always be a Pollyanna. That's not it. Um, the key is recognizing when negative uh, unuseful thoughts pop up and challenging them, right? And so um, they still come up. I just don't live there quickly because I can quickly see, I see them and I witness them and I, and I grab them and I identify them and I'm like, oh, let me switch that out. So let me give you an example. One of my goals this year is I'm creating uh, my best body yet and my best fitness yet. I'm only two years away from hitting 50. In fact, it's not even that far away. It's more like 18 months away at the point of creating this recording, this episode. And so, um, you know, at 40, I'd hit my best body yet. Um, and then 41, I had my, my boy and um, single parenting, building a business, not, not a whole lot of social life. Uh, we had the whole, you know, global nonsense that went on. So we ended up um, having a lot more containment um, and for my entertainment in between business and baby, I ended up finding food and, and uh, the glass, of, glass or two of organic wine being quite the uh, wonderful entertainment for myself, which started off being every other day. And then it became sort of like a daily uh, pause in my, the stop in my day for me to be able to have some Katie time. Um, and I wasn't moving as much. I wasn't uh, doing, making, prioritizing exercise as a top priority. Quite frankly, during those first few years, my body was tired. I was exhausted. I was, ex I just needed sleep. <laughs> that became a key goal. But I, I gained some weight as a result of those consistent patterns. How masterful a creator am I, right? So right there, there's a reframe. Instead of going into beating myself up, about being fat. <laughs> right? I mean, they, the old version of me would berate myself or not be kind to myself. Uh, whereas the this this version of me that really chooses to create with intention and with a challenge and quote and coaching rather than criticism and and judgment. Um, I just I just recognize and take ownership of hey, I created that. That's awesome. Look at the patterns that I implemented that helped me create that result. That's awesome. I did that. Okay, it's not exactly the result I really want, but it's still what I created and it's marvelous and masterful. <laughs> but what I want to create next is a fitter, leaner, more flexible, stronger, uh, more vib vibrant version of myself. And I want to be able to look in the mirror and have a very aesthetically pleasing form to be, be reflected back. And I want to be able to wear a bikini and confidently, you know, have my panther swagger back on, you know. And so my um, vision of shifting my focus on what I'm creating is, is listening to that language that comes up and making sure that it's empowering me. So here's another example within that is each, you know, I track and measure everything. And so typically when it comes to losing weight or releasing some weight, most people rely solely on the scale. 
and you step on the scale and if the weight goes up at all it can be really it can set that could be the trigger that sets off a whole lot of oh my god I haven't all this work and it hasn't it hasn't you know amounted to anything why why should I bother I may as well have um, an extra serve of lunch or I'm, I'm not a big sweets person, but maybe you are. Maybe you're like, I'm going to double dip on the cake or the ice cream. Um, I'm not drinking alcohol, right? And I cho I'm choosing not to. I don't want to. And um, But an older version of me, when I have in the past years sort of said, right, I'm, gonna, I'm going to make this my goal. And then I've let self-defeating behavior just run its gamut <laughs> and hijack my plans um, because I see the image of me having a, a glass of wine and a, some cheese platter and 4.30 p.m. rocks around and that's my choice, well, then it sabotages the results and the, and the, and the aligned actions and behaviours aligned with going for the goal. And so what I do now is, uh, one, I basically arrest... <laughs> I had a witness and I observe and witness the thoughts that come up and I arrest it. So when it comes to the standing on the scales, the, if the weight's gone up half a kilo, as it did in the last two weeks, um, one, I'm female, we have fluctuating uh, weights. Two, most importantly, I've done nine gym sessions and eight swim sessions in the last two weeks. Uh, and gym sessions being resistant weights, like do we really building muscle? That's part of my goal as part of... Um, uh, having the the body and the energy that I want, I'm I'm my part of my goal focus is increasing my resting metabolic rate, and so you want to build more muscle. Well, muscle weighs four times more than fat. It also holds more water than fat, and so it's it. Uh, the thing is, I'm also feeling my body leaner in my clothes. My clothes are slipping off. I'm tracking and recording using a tape measure the different points in my body. And I'm recording those. I'm taking photographs so I can do a comparison analysis and I can see the subtle shifts. But if I was only relying on a scale as my only point to track and measure, um, that would and 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 then the and then the image uh, or the words are popping up. That negative self talk of "Oh my God, it's going up. It's not going down. I'm failing at this." Well, then you know that could easily run into a cascade of negative self talk, and then through that, self comforting by going to eat more or reaching for a bottle of wine or going for some cake or taking out my son out for ice cream and saying it's for him, but getting one too and really thinking it's a good excuse for me to get one, right? That's the old version of me. <laughs> and you probably relate to some of this self-talk, right? And, and maybe even the pattern. Um, but that's an example of one, um, a, recognizing, having the knowledge in the, to, of what, what, your, what it takes to fulfill your goals or to manifest them. And in this case, the understanding or the understanding around muscle weighs more than fat um, and it holds more water than fat. And, you know, to also measure the different points, the key performance indicators, so that you've got evidence in your reality of why you are on track and to use positive language that helps reinforce your attention on your intention with your goal and reinforce the behaviors that align with that so you don't run off track and self-sabotage.
<laughs> Does this making sense to you? Is this valuable? Uh, do you get me? Are you with me on this? And if you've got a body, a body or fitness goal, let me know too, because you know I'm looking for some uh, some support here with you, just as much as I'm here to support you, my dear friends, my soul sisters and brothers. So let me cover some of the common examples of negative self-talk so that you can identify them. You know what to witness because that's what I've been saying, right? I've been saying one of the key things is I stand back and I witness the thoughts that go off in my head. I'm like, and, and here's a key thing is that you can identify it when you feel your body contract. Pay attention to your body. Do you feel good, right? Then you, you're probably running good positive thoughts, but empowering thoughts. If you feel contracted, you feel icky, you feel sad, anxious, in doubt, worry, fear, uh, guaranteed you, you, it's running negative self-talk patterns, right? Guilt, shame, uh, you know, or maybe it might be some patterns of behavior like procrastinating, you know, you're avoiding taking action. Um, but here's some common examples of negative self-talk, all or nothing thinking. So if I don't do this perfectly, then I'm a complete failure, right? That example uh, of all or nothing black and white thinking it just it helps you recognize when you go into extreme evaluations of what's going on and just decide to say hang on there's got to be some landscape in between here it doesn't have to be all or nothing another um, pattern uh, example of negative self-talk is catastrophizing so if I make this mistake at work, I'll probably get fired and my life will fall apart. <laughs> um, so expecting the worst case scenario without considering, considering the realistic outcomes. It's really useful to be able to actually go, okay, if that happens, then what, then what, then what, then what? And then you realize, hang on a sec, you've already run your brain through the worst case scenario and it's easier to let it go. But one of the, the third, here's a third one, it's personalization. And this is a big one. It's when we take things personally because of people or events outside of ourselves. Let's say your partner's in a bad mood and then you make the assumption that, well, their bad mood is probably because of something I did. Well, you've just assumed responsibility for events beyond your control. And it, it's not, it, it's more than likely it's not that. <laughs> and so that's another example. Um, another one is overgeneralization. And this is where we, um, like, I failed once, so I'll always be a failure. And this is when we use um, broad negative conclusions based on very limited experiences. You might have done it once or twice, maybe three times, even if it's 10. It's a limited version of experiences, <laughs> right? It just means it, instead of focusing on, well, what could I do better or bigger, more effective? It's like I failed, therefore I can't do that. Um, a big example I see on that one is like, I suck at tech. And then it's like, I can't do this. So I'm terrible at tech. Um, it's an overgeneralization. It might be, okay, well, at that particular skill, you're maybe not very competent at it yet, but it doesn't mean you're not great or you can't be great at it, right? So overgeneralization, really big one to consider. Um, another one to think about is mind reading. Like, uh, I'm sure they think I'm not competent or I'm sure I think I'm not good enough. So you're assuming that to know what other people are thinking without any evidence. And really what you're doing is projecting. Um, and so that's uh, useful to be aware of. Um, here's another one. I bet you do this too. And I used to do this a lot. Are you ready? It's the should statements. <laughs> it's like, um, I should be able to do this or I should be able to handle this without anyone's help. Oh, 
<laughs> are you a bit of a, a miss or Mr. Independent, like I've always been uh, in the past. I'm much better now at asking for help. But um, what I realized is I was imposing very unrealistic expectations and standards on myself uh, instead of just asking for help, right? And just saying, hang on a sec, I'm juggling a baby. I'm juggling a business. I, I can ask for help and that's okay. It doesn't make me less competent. <laughs> In fact, it's actually a really um, beautiful pathway of maturation, of growth when you do ask for help. Um, and you give people the gift of and the joy of helping you out. Um, another one is, another example of negative self-talk is going into... Uh, negative filtering. So this is where maybe someone's giving you a compliment. This is a big one. <laughs> I, I used to do this a lot. And a lot of my clients, when they come to me, um, we work through this one pretty quickly because it shows up pretty early in the stage, in, in, the, in the early season of their coaching with me. But it, it's when you give somebody, if someone gives you some positive feedback or a compliment, and then you're like, ah, but they were just being polite. So you've just, it's called negative filtering. So you're ignoring the positive aspects and you're just focusing solely on the negative. Another one is labeling. Um, so for example, I'm a failure because I made a mistake. So you make a mistake or you don't, it doesn't work out the way that you want it to or expect it to. And then you just label yourself. I'm a failure. Oh man, that's rough. <laughs> right? That's tough. Um, can we let that one go? Would you be willing to let that one go? Because attaching negative labels based on an isolated incident is not useful and it's not true and it's certainly not helpful. Um, so uh, another one is discounting the positive. So I only did well because I'm really good at this or I only, I, I, I only did well because it was an easy task. And it might be an easy task for you because you are good at it. But you by minimizing and dismissing uh, positive achievements and, and the qualities, you end up dismissing these little small gains or even the big gains and then um, focusing on the gaps again. Like, so here's a big one um, I, I get a lot. So, and I want to encourage it again. It's in my 33-page workbook for Create Your Best Year Yet. Uh, I, I go through this in more detail, but when you focus on the gains that you make and you fo and you celebrate all the baby steps, you know, it, you, know you, you need to take all the steps before you run the mile. Uh, but what most people do is they focus on the end point and they, they say, yeah, I did this and this and this today, but I've still got all of this to do. So their focus is on the gap. And then so it, it ends up discounting the positive uh, gains already made. Let's focus on championing ourselves on and cheering ourselves on for the gains that we do make and those small achievements because it's a stacking of consistent small steps that we end up um, going the mile and manifesting and, generate, and creating the change that we're looking to create. Here's another one, final one for you is comparison. And this one is like, everyone is so much better than me, I'll never measure up. And that's really dang unfair, comparing ourselves to other people and often leads to a feeling of deep inadequacy and that affects our self-esteem. And it also just immediately has us pause and hesitate 
to saying yes to opportunities so we limit ourselves from that expansion and from the opportunities. It puts us into the I'm not good enough bracket. And then that story runs its uh, course and it's, it's not much fun, is it? So let me leave you with some practical tips to identify some negative self-talk patterns so that you can make that shift from the negative self-talk into positive self-talk and create a self-fulfilling prophecy that is going to empower you and engage you into what you're doing enthusiasm and excitement and energy. So one of the things is just truly having a mindful approach and having some self-awareness Um, to observe your thoughts without the judgment. It's the judgment that entangles us in the mess. (laughs) So be aware of the words and the tone uh, that you're using with yourself and thinking about yourself. You know, imagine this. Imagine that all of a sudden you had your inner thoughts totally um, with this megaphone, a speakerphone, uh, advertise the entire world. Would you really give it some second thought? You would pause and maybe a lot more to think about what you're saying because it would sound quite dang abusive most of the time. Otherwise, you wouldn't dare speak to other people the way that you speak to yourself. Um, and so I bet you're a kind person. I know you are to other people. Let's raise that standard for the self and be more mindful and aware of what you're saying. One of the tools, here's another way. One of the tools that can help you with that is just getting yourself a, a journal. I like beautiful journals and creating it as a thought journal. Um, you can just get an exercise book if you want. I mean, but the thing is to maintain a record of your thoughts throughout the day and just notice where are the instances where you felt self-critical or you doubted your abilities? What were you saying to yourself? And again, no judgment. It's just about to identify those thought patterns so that you can make the shift. Um, And then another one is to listen to your inner dialogue. So paying attention to that language when you're talking to yourself. Are you using predominantly positive language or is, are the words you're using your, for your, um, to yourself or at yourself, uh, they tend to be more self-critical and um, you want to be able to use it so that it creates magical experiences and elevates. You'll feel it in your body. You'll feel excited. You'll feel joyful. And words that um, weaponize against yourself are going to feel, you're going to feel more contracted. You'll feel heavy in your body. You'll feel tension in your body and it won't feel so good. So another one is to listen to, um, sorry, identify triggers and just paying attention and noticing what situations, what people or events um, typically trigger negative thoughts for you. Now, recognizing these triggers is helpful for you to anticipate and address the negative self-talk proactively. But the problem is what most people do is they point the finger and they blame it. They think that trigger is the reason for their self-talk. No, it's not. It's just mirroring back to you something that hasn't yet been addressed, given attention to resolve and dissolve, a part of a part that needs to be healed. And so it's really useful by, I know you're here because you're choosing to do this inner work, to be able to manifest more beauty and magic and, and uh, more spiritually based centered practices and experiences in your life, as well as manifesting the material stuff. But usually the people attracted to me in my work, they typically, it's more of an inner state of being that they truly want rather than uh, the the Louis Vuitton bag or the type of car or the upgrade on the house. Those things are there too, but it's not the driving force. The It's more of looking for that inner peace. 
and then from that state of being able to manifest a fulfilling and meaningful life. And so um, the other thing to look out for is notice extreme language, particularly these generalizations like always, never, should, and must. These absolute terms, they often indicate negative self-talk and all or nothing thinking. Remember when I was talking about that earlier? Another one is to challenge what you're thinking by questioning your assumptions. Um, so, you know, looking at them and challenge them and check the validity of your thoughts. Ask yourself if, you know, if there is evidence supporting your negative thoughts or are they based on assumptions? And truly being an honest, real assessment and order of this is important. And that's why it's also useful to seek external feedback, whether it's from a trusted friend or someone that you trust in your family or a coach or a mentor who can um, really give you some external perspective that can help you identify the patterns that you might not be noticing for yourself because we all have blind spots, right? <laughs> we do. And um, a bit like identifying the triggers, just pay attention to the cues. But this time you want to look at more of, instead of the outside, like the people, events and, and circumstances, you want to pay attention to the cues within your body and your energy field. Do you feel tension? Do you feel headaches or a change in mood? Because some of these cues can signal the presence of some negative self-talk. Um, another one is reflect on childhood messages. You know, what did your parents reinforce with you? What did you take in to mean as true or not true when you were a child that contribute to the negative self-talk that runs its patterns in your mind um, more often than not and just having some awareness and even understanding about the origins of where these beliefs have come from um, can help you take a step to overcoming them and resolving and dissolving them and uh, so I hope for those have been really useful for you that's uh, going to be very powerful. And if it is for you, if you've got some value from this, let me know. Remember to hit subscribe and like and leave a comment down below. Which one of these patterns really resonates with you? Uh, is there a negative thinking pattern that uh, you recognize within yourself that I've shared today? What's one of your goals? And by the way, remember to grab your copy of your Create Your Best Year Yet. Um, please get that. It's free, 100% free. Uh, so why wouldn't you get it? Go get it and I will guide you through. And please share this uh, episode if it's of use to someone you know and love who could have some benefit from uh, making the shift from negative self-talk into positive self-talk and to be able to identify, you know, catch themselves so that they can make that change. I want to thank you and remember, if you need some support... <laughs> I, in manifesting your dreams and you need some borrow some belief or some encouragement just let me uh, be that one to remind you that you've got this you can do this and you can follow through and may you do it with love light and manifesting miracles magic and more Mwah! i'll see you on the next episode hey there i'm super excited i've got something very special for you no cost it's free it's a 33 page workbook to help you set with setting your intentions to get clear on your goals and create your best year yet now i don't know about you but i am definitely creating a dazzling year ahead what are you setting your intentions for if you go grab this book this workbook sign up it's free all you need is your name and an email so i can send it to wherever you want me to send it to 
and you get a copy that you can keep and download, print off and use not just in this um, experience here right now for the new year, but as I explain in the bonus training that I provide in a previous episode, you'll be able to go through step by step on how to use this anytime you set a new goal, anytime you go through a new quarter of the year, anytime that you get to the end of the year and do a review, anytime that you want to set new intentions for a new year and create a new you. Are you ready? Are you ready to create your best year yet? Then go grab your workbook. Go to the, the link that I've got here now and sign up right now and get into action. Let's make this your best year yet too.